Inside Sources. Inside Sources. America's voice of reason. Boyd Matheson on Utah's home for elevated conversation. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Probably the loudest and clearest message that has happened throughout the lead up to the 2024 presidential election cycle is that the vast majority of the American people are not really happy with Plan A for either the Democrats or the Republicans. Both Donald Trump and President Biden hold consistent negative approval ratings amongst the American people. Prospect of a 2020 rematch is uh, somewhere between appalling uh, and nauseating for the vast majority of the American people. So the question then becomes, uh, if Plan A is so bad on both sides, is anybody really thinking about or working through what a Plan B could actually look like? Well, let's get to Plan B. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Well, we hear a lot of talk that there's just no other options. For the Democrats, and there's no other options for the Republicans. It's inevitable that we will have a 2.0 version of former President Trump, current President Biden, and that will be the race for the White House in 2024. The interesting thing to me, though, is that there are actually paths to have a different result, a different kind of competition of ideas and candidates that could lead to different results on the first Tuesday of November. The question is whether anyone has the political courage and the political will to actually carry out the plan B, C, D, E, or F, as opposed to just sticking with a really bad plan A for both sides. It was very interesting. Uh, Yesterday, uh, Chris Steyerwalt, political editor for News Nation, friend of the show, also with The Dispatch, uh, he was on News Nation uh, talking about uh, the challenges for the Democrats, uh, growing Uh, noise on the Democratic side about President Biden and whether he should stay in the race. So the really interesting thing to me, as uh, Chris Tyrell was asked about this, was that what should people really be looking for? What are those around the president saying or what should they say? And how does that conversation actually come about? Take a listen. So when George Washington left after his second term, he knew the truth, which was that if the United States could not uh, uh, continue on without him, then it couldn't continue on. If Joe, uh, if, uh, if Joe Biden believes that the only way that America can make it, and the only way Donald Trump can be defeated, uh, if, if it's him, that he is the only one who can do it, that's a tacit admission of defeat, that the country and our politics are sort of irreparably broken. You've heard me talk about that before, this idea of the fallacy of the indispensable. And I think this is true on both sides of the aisle this year. As Chris Dyerwalt pointed out, if Joe Biden and those around him believe that the only path to defeating Donald Trump and saving the country is through Joe Biden, then that's a real admission of defeat of our politics. If those on the right believe that former President Trump is the only path to beating Joe Biden, that's the same admission of defeat. And so we've got two very flawed candidates uh, currently perched at the top of both parties. And to me, it's really interesting that uh, that's where we are. But if everyone believes that they're the only option, that's the wrong option. 
Like, we're not even in the right ballpark. We're not in the right zip code. We may not even be in the right galaxy because we're having the wrong conversation. And if it's all about this uh, fear-based, well, I have to vote for this person even though I don't think they should be in office, even though I don't think they're qualified, even though I detest them, deplore them, whatever it may be. But I'm still going to vote for them because I'm afraid of the other side. Uh, Then we are admitting defeat. That's an important message for you and for me, is that's admitting defeat. If we're so afraid to vote different for fear that the other side will win as a result, then the status quo has won. And we are admitting defeat. Uh, And I do think it's the brilliance of George Washington was the fact that he knew the path forward for the nation had to go right through him not staying in office for a third term. Uh, That it takes great humility. That takes great perspective. uh, That takes a a great vision of what the country is about and what the country can actually do. And so that fallacy of the indispensable, uh, I think Washington showed that uh, in ways that were powerful and instructive that we actually need to get back to. Now, let's, let's go to the Democratic side for a minute. Uh, Chris Dyerwalt was also asked about a hypothetical process. If the Democrats, if President Biden decided to say, I, I am going to step aside, what would that look like? How could that actually play out? Certainly, Biden could step aside at any point and say that he wasn't going to seek another term. Probably the, the, the wise course would be to let the primaries run their course, let Biden amass all the delegates, and then on the eve of the convention say, and I'm, I'm not, I don't want the nomination, to, to be Sherman-esque and say, uh, I, I do not seek and I will not accept, uh, I will not run, and force his party and the people who are there at the convention to have what, we, what used to be common in American politics, an open convention yeah. and start the work of choosing a replacement. And so I think that is, if there is a path on the Democratic side, I think it would require President Biden to continue through the delegate process, continue through the primaries, amass all of the delegates, and then have what would be riveting television uh, to actually have an open convention. We haven't had that on either side for so long. I think most people have forgotten that that actually was used to be the way it worked. Uh, and you'd get to these very raucous conventions and, and things would play out and, and it would be an extraordinary thing to watch. Uh, but that would be the path, I think. The president would have to continue to amass those delegates in the primaries, get to the convention uh, in August, and then say, I'm, I'm going to step inside. Uh, and then it would get really interesting. He could still be the kingmaker. He still could you know, tap who he believes the delegates should vote for and could still have his prints all over that. Uh, question is, would he be willing to do that? On the Republican side, of course, uh, the lone uh, challenger still standing is Nikki Haley. Uh, Nikki Haley has been making the case over and over uh, that former President Trump continues to lose. uh, And the question will be whether everyone's tired of losing. And so there is still a path. Clearly, we're only a few uh, states in. Super Tuesday's coming up. That will be the most telling on the Republican side to see if there is a path for Nikki Haley. Uh, to get enough delegates to make it interesting come convention time for the Republicans. The thing that I think is real crucial for all of us to think again about is, one, we don't do coronations in this country. Uh, We fought a war over that. We got independence over that. 
Uh, and we should never have coronations. We should have great debates. We should have rigorous primary seasons uh, that test the candidates in significant ways, not just sound bites, not just photo ops, uh, but real debate about real policy issues. And so I think it's interesting for the Democrats and the Republicans to say, plan A is not looking great. Are we willing? Do we have the political courage to actually go to plan B? That's something we're thinking about. Think again on Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson.